clear your mind and climb the tower. Hi everyone, this is Rowan Odom. Today, we're pleased to showcase The Tower, an ambient, experimental audio fiction which combines a concept album and the mystery and drama of a young woman's journey of self-discovery. Join Kiri as she forsakes the hustle and bustle of the modern world and ascends a seemingly infinite tower. Along the way, she will witness sights and sounds which will challenge her very being and have deeply personal conversations with friends and family on oddly convenient phones left on the tower. Immersive and contemplative, the tower lays out an experience that is touching and dramatic in turn, inspired by the works of Ryuichi Sakamoto and evoking introspective adventures like Celeste. You can find The Tower wherever you get your podcasts, or as an ad-free album on their Bandcamp, tincanaudio.bandcamp.com. Part 1, 2, and 3 are available now, with Part 4 coming soon. Hello, I'm Cody Michael Carmichael, and you're about to be listening to the amazing podcast Syntax, which probably means you're smart, charming, and have great taste. And maybe you're interested in scientists discovering and doing cool things, or you'd like to be one. If that's the case, you should come check out BroadlyEpi.com, where I teach the science of epidemiology, programming, provide summaries of the most recent research, have some software tools available, and a lot more. If you're interested in renting a scientist, well, we have that option too. BroadlyEpi.com, epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello listeners, this is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase The White Vault, a horror podcast set in the frigid darkness of the Arctic Circle. Follow the adventures of an international rescue and repair team investigating a mysterious signal while navigating the treacherous nature of the polar nightmare they find themselves in. Worst of all, they find they may not be as isolated as they think. Fans of Syntax will love this indie series created by a two-person team. The show balances fictional elements with painstaking scientific, linguistic, oral, and cultural precision and details. The science team hail from all across the globe, a multilingual and multidisciplinary team dealing with their findings as best they can. Filled with masterly crafted foley that places you in the moment with polar bears, howling icy winds, and more. 
Find The White Vault however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at thewhitevault.com. Subscribe now and delve the waiting horrors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. feels like so little care was taken. Why did I... Why did we feel so at ease on an unstable world? I think it is on. No, no, you're right. It wasn't on. Damn. (laughs) That's a first. It's not like you to forget about our little friend. I thought I had it taken care of, but apparently not. Must have been because you were so astonished to find out we've finished the breach move in just two weeks. More likely preoccupied with the thought of going back out to Gaia, and Pandemonium, and wherever else lies beyond after such peaceful, happy times with my translation work. Jay? Jay, you there? Huh? What it? What are you- yeah, I need a wambulance in the sample lab stat. Yeah, he's leaking everywhere. Again. You know, if Vincula has you chopping too many trees down, you could always see about a career in stand-up comedy. I know, I'm hilarious. Anyway, we were about to finish with the list of creatures discovered on Gaia thus far. Yes, yes, back to the naming biz. Only if you feel like it. We could try to pass this on to someone else. No, no. Really don't want to reopen everything for Lizzie or Alex, and it feels right that we finish it. A little bit of closure, I guess. All right. (sighs) Last creature on our list. A large spider-like creature inhabiting a web about halfway between Breach One's former resting place and the Lullaby Woods. Only known specimen was neutralized in self-defense by Greg Washburn, security team lead. The creature's remains now reside in the secure specimens lab, along with, presumably, specimen one, which has not been released for study or naming yet. Doubtful it ever will. The spider is much larger than its closest Earth counterparts, measuring almost two meters in diameter when its legs are fully extended. 
although the cephalothorax and abdomen combined are barely 40 centimeters from head to tail. It has spinnerets at the back of its abdomen for the same purpose as earth spiders. The creation of a large web, it uses as shelter and seemingly to trap its prey. The creature can toss a ball of this webbing at unsuspecting prey, which it then hauls back to its web, high above the ground, before... before... It's really hard to be professional about a creature that killed someone you knew. I agree completely. I know it was just doing what nature intended. We're all just animals trying to survive. Still, it's just as natural to be bitter about it. And it still wasn't your fault, either. I... I don't know. I'm sure of it. You did your best, and continue to do so. I can do this. I can finish this specimen log and move on. I'm confident in your ability. I don't need... (coughs) Are you alright? Yeah, (coughs) sorry. Where... (coughs) Where did I put my drink? I believe you finished it off a while ago. Uh, Here, let me go... Let me go get you some more. I, I can go. Nonsense. You only just finished your breach move today and still insisted on catching up on your specimen logs. You stay there. I'll be right back. I don't need... I don't need your help. (sighs) Or maybe I need all the help I can get. Who knows anymore? Almost got Alex killed the first day of the breach move. Thank fuck Jay tackled her out of the way. Then we had to go and get not one, but two of the moving crew knocked out with the lullaby seed pods. I thought for sure the Thunderbird was going to show up and fly away with one of them, if only just to spite me. Listen, Gaia, I have no problem with you. I'm trying to do my best to leave as little trace as possible. Is it so bad I just want to see all that you have to offer? Do you have a problem with us, maybe? Is someone here to blame? Just... Let me know, okay? That'd be great. Man, you're back fast, and you are not Silas. No, indeed not, Cassius. Fuck me. What do you want? I do believe this is our facility, so I may come and go as I please. By all means. Let me just get out of your way, then. But it is you I am here to see. Vincula would like to congratulate you on the successful move of Breach 1 on Gaia. Oh, yeah? Your work was notably speedy, had virtually no casualties, and only a few injuries sustained. Everyone is quite pleased with your performance. Yeah, if you don't count those two waking up screaming their heads off, just like Lizzie. All this, and even the Breachwood where it all began, still towers high on Gaia's horizon. You are to be commended. Gee, thanks, I guess. I'm sure you will extend this congratulations onto your team. Jay's quick thinking saved not only Alex's life, but a few others as well during the project. It must be of great comfort to you, knowing you have such excellent backup on our security team. And that you watch out for them in turn. 
I hope that we will continue to see such outstanding performance in the field as we move on to exploring Pandemonium and finding a way to the Third Breach. You must be thrilled to have the Breachers back together again, all in one piece. Are you? As excited as we are about your initiative, Cassius, I must remind you of the importance of the work you're doing here at Vincula. Your guidance has seen the Breachers this far, but should we have any troubling developments... Out I go. Yes, although I'd hate to see that happen. After all, we are fighting so hard to retain your services. What? Your parents have become aware of your latest employment situation. Pulled a few very important strings, I'm sure. Fuck. Of course, your work is far, far too valuable to Vinkia and the government to consider having you leave your post just yet. We have kept them at bay, despite all the Thatcher family wealth and influence. But we would only be justified in doing so with your continued compliance and adequate performance. I'm sure that won't stop them from pestering us. How lovely to have such a doting family. Is that all? I suppose it is. I have work to do. Ah, catching up on specimen logs? Very good. Now this one looks familiar. The spidery creature. Are you having trouble naming this one? I don't believe you've named anything after yourself yet, as explorers and discoverers have a tendency to do. Perhaps it's high time to do so. Thatcher's spider has a rather nice ring to it, don't you think? Such a magnificent creature, forever associated with you and your peerless work ethic. Well, don't work too hard. We start tomorrow with exploration into Pandemonium. Rest while you can, Cassius. Our operations on Pandemonium may commence. With Breach 1 located only a few short meters away from Breach 2's cave entrance, we may now begin in earnest. Yay. Very enthusiastic response, I see. Moving along. Here is our plan. After further tests in the last week, we have come to the conclusion that travel on Pandemonium will best be done with special hazmat suits. While the atmosphere is not immediately toxic, prolonged inhalation will almost certainly have negative effects. These suits will protect you from the worst effects of the harmful atmosphere and you'll be carrying oxygen tanks to supplement your mask filters. What temperature checks we were able to perform, before our equipment melted down, showed pandemonium is still in the early stages of a runaway greenhouse gas effect. You won't need much more insulation than your usual hiking gear, but care should be taken to monitor conditions as you travel. We have no idea what lies beyond pandemonium's fog veil. Business as usual, I reckon. Alex, did you have any other details? Yes! Uh, yes! Um, it looks like Pandemonium is tidally locked to its star. For as long as we've been able to monitor it, 
Pandemonium has just been in a perpetual state of dusk. We can see the direction of the star, but it's just below the horizon. That's probably a good thing, since being directly in starlight might mean we get bombarded by radiation. Or roasted once we plunge deeper into Pandemonium's thick atmosphere. Right on the edge, conditions are fine for a human, if we have oxygen. Is the air completely unbreathable? In places, it's fine, actually. Higher is better, although I can't be sure if this is because Gaia's breach is always open behind us, venting in air when I make the tests. Our biggest concern is the amount of carbon dioxide as we go further down to the space between the mountain peaks. The atmosphere is already so thin, and if we end up going too deep on our way to the other peak, we may need the equivalent of astronaut gear. That's why it will be imperative to keep an eye on your detectors inside your suits. They're completely non-electronic, so you will see dark spots form in the colored area of the card when the levels of any toxic gases become unacceptable, including carbon monoxide, CO2, or hydrogen sulfide, among others. Everyone needs to keep an eye on those cards at all times. One or two spots is no cause for alarm, but if the card starts turning completely black, you need to back out and switch your mask to only use your tank mix. This will deplete your air tank much faster, but will protect you while your tank lasts. This is so much to keep up with. Don't worry, we'll be able to do a few practice runs before disembarking today. It's an easy switch to reach and turn on. The only form of electronics we've been able to protect so far are your suit communicators. These are lodged in the helmet portion of your suit and will allow you to speak and be heard by your fellow breachers. Although, if your suit becomes compromised, these aren't guaranteed to last long. Alex did her best to seal the components. Which was super hard, by the way. So you should at least be able to talk to each other. Which brings me to my new support role. Ugh. I will be at the new command center established at Breach 2's entrance atop the mountain on Pandemonium. We will be providing continuous support for your mission, with the tether system and our pinging rangefinder. Since finding your way in the fog is likely to be very difficult, we will be tracking your location using a passive ping system, and I will be relaying your distance from our location wirelessly. This should help us eventually determine if you're going the right way, or have overshot your objective. How much harder can it be than going down than up again? We got this. Oh yes, of course. Easy as that. All these, along with the rubber tether you will be trailing behind you, should make for a smooth mission to Breach 3. Any questions? How... How certain are we that nothing can inhabit Pandemonium's surface? Completely certain. Not at all. Thatcher? We don't know that for certain. We can't remotely explore Pandemonium until we can shield our electronics. What we do know, however, is that there's at least two breaches on Pandemonium. And while we're still unsure of their creation method, there's still reason to believe they're of sentient origin due to their internal mechanisms and the presence of a written language on the pedestals. That likely means that something or someone put the two breaches, or more, on the two mountain peaks. If they could survive long enough to put them there, then so might other things. But, 
We've no reason to suspect anything remains either. Better to keep an eye out, Silas. Will... will do. Any further points to be made? Mm, what about... Good. I will see you all in the breach lab for the practice runs. Joyous day. Team lead Cassius, radio check. Everyone read me loud and clear. Lizzie? Loud and clear. Lizzie's radio works. Alex? I read you. Got Alex. Silas? I can hear you. Bookworm checked in. Greg? This is Papa Bear. I read you. Over. I fucking knew you were going to go crazy on the radio. All right. Yours works. Jay? I'm here. And no way in hell am I calling you Papa Bear, old man. All right. That's everyone. This is Boa Command. I read you loud and clear, Thatcher. Good. That's good. Real good. Proceed with your mission. I will be monitoring from here and providing updates on your distance and any atmospheric changes. We have your back, Breachers. Good luck. The sooner we get this over with, the better for everyone. Beginning descent. Watch your footing, everyone. There's not much in the way of solid ground here. Uh, is it really going to be loose rocks all the way down? No idea. Just take it slow. Careful of this next spot. Oh. I suppose I should try and provide dialogue, since I'm not really preoccupied otherwise. It may be useful, Mr. Caldwell. I must lose myself in action, lest I wither in despair. Our visibility is predictably low. I can only see a few meters in front of myself. Our marching order is Cassius in front, then Jay, Elizabeth, myself, Alex, then Greg at the rear. I can clearly see Elizabeth, but Jay is at the edge of my vision, and the only sign of Cassius is the tether they are trailing behind them. Our job is to cling to the rubber cable while Greg tries to find a way to anchor the cable into the ground, with special made posts every so often. Cassius, this is Papa Bear. First cable anchor is deployed. You may proceed. Over. Understood. The ground beneath, if it can even be called that, slopes gently downward, although it is mostly a shamble of rocks, ranging in size from just a few inches to slabs a few meters wide. The larger rocks are like islands on a turbulent sea, firmly rooted in place while the smaller ones tumble away and offer little purchase for our boots. I wonder if we would sink if we stayed too long, and how deep we would fall. Please remain professional, Mr. Caldwell. I'll do my best. Nothing but thick brown fog so far. No sign of movement besides the breachers. The rocks... The rocks are starting to vary a bit. Where they were mostly rust red like the mountain peak, I'm starting to see splashes of other colors. There's a few light blue streaks now. Really adding to my earlier metaphor of the feeling we're on a large lake of rocks. Keep an eye on your detectors, especially Cassius. If anything changes, we need to know right away. I hear you. Understood. Uh, still no signs of life? 
I, I guess that's a good thing. As exciting as it would be, I don't like the idea of something lurking out in the fog when our vision is like 10 or 15 meters at best. And it's only likely to get worse from here. I agree. This is really creepy. Reminds me of a snowstorm. I'm gonna keep my eyes open just the same. It would be fun to find a little something. If you could promise to keep it little, that'd be great. Somehow, with our luck, it'll either be enormous or too small to see. Some bacteria that eats brain matter, or we're actually walking on its back now. It will move the whole ground when it wakes up and sees the hors d'oeuvres making their way down obligingly. This is Papa Bear. Man, I'd almost missed our pessimist forecast. Good to have you back, Bookworm. Over. Greg, if you keep the radio etiquette up, I'm going to lose my mind. We can talk freely on these mics. We don't Ooh, need... I see something! Where? Come back here for a minute! Alright. Guess I'm getting dragged along. Everyone, hold up for a minute. Don't waste too much time on investigating disturbances, Thatcher. The planet is likely quite unstable. Oh my god, it's a creature. Something is alive down here after all. Was... was I wrong after all? It's not very big. Here, come on down here, Silas. Take a look. I don't think it's a danger to us. Let me be the judge of that. Oh. It is pretty small. Is that gemstone alive, or... No, there's a little critter hiding underneath the shiny rock. It looks like a crustacean of some kind. It's wearing a hollowed-out piece of gemstone on its back like a shell. <laughs> That's incredible. Lizzie, do you see how it's got one big arm and one little arm? But the body structure is like a hermit crab's. It's got short, stubby eye stalks and long, forward-facing claws. <laughs> this is a marvel. Look at how the smaller claws formed. It's almost got... It looks like it has a little point on the end of that claw. Like a pickaxe. Mm, I wonder if it uses the claw to pick away at the rocks here on Pandemonium. <laughs> you are... So special, little crab! Alright. Even I will admit, this is remarkable to see. Not only that it can survive the toxic environment... But also its appearance is quite spectacular. Sporting a shiny crystalline gemstone on its back and shuffling along the rocks to who knows where. Amazing. Told you to keep your eyes peeled, Silas. We can never be sure about these breach worlds, apparently. Well, if you're all quite through with your specimen log, it's high time you proceeded once more. Oxygen and time are quite precious. Let's get moving again. And let's all be extra careful. If this crab is living here, that opens a whole world of possibilities. Try not to step on this little guy on your way by, either. About time! I want to see it! This is Papa Bear. That's a ditto for me. Over. Mr. Caldwell, please keep the recorder's battery here at command in mind. If nothing of note is going on, inform me and I will shut it off. We have a limited amount of generator power we are able to utilize out here in Panamonium. Oh, uh, understood. I suppose we should shut it off for now. Doesn't seem like... We're on, please vote. Recorder is live. Are we good? <laughs> there goes another one! There's tons of them. 
Watch your step, everyone. Don't want to step in a hole, or want a crab. This must be home for these crabs. There are dozens of holes drilled into this large slab of rhodonite. I'm only seeing crabs leaving the holes and heading out, away into the fog. <sighs> I wonder if we woke them up. Hopefully that's not an indication they have predators roughly our size. What's happening? You alright? What's up? Uh, sorry. Sorry. I'm fine. One of the crabs emerged right next to my boot. <laughs> nice going, Sai. You just stepped on that poor crab's house. Oh, thank goodness it's not big enough to drag him away this time. He's all of six inches, this little crab. If he was twice as long, he might stand a chance of having a linguist for lunch. Ooh, ooh, they're digging up from the rhodonite? How did they get under it in the first place? Here, Lizzie, give me a hand. I'm gonna try and take a peek inside. Is that really wise? The crab's already come out. What could go wrong? And that's how we lost our biologist. What's going on, Silas? Uh, Cassius is leaning down to peer into the hole left by the crab near me. The crab has scuttled off into the mist, and Greg is deploying another anchor for the tether. This big rock here should be a great place for at least two of them. Ah, uh, it's not very deep. I can actually see the bottom. But it looks like there's smaller holes drilled into the side. Man, I wish I had a cam so I could see what else is going on down there. Greg, let me see one of those anchors, please. Sure thing, I guess. I must remind you all at this time to be mindful of company property. Okay, I've at the anchor point. Mm, let me see if I can carefully dig around in there. Why do I even bother? <laughs> I think I've dislodged something. Let's take a look. Oh, wow. <laughs> the... Questionably lucid scientists have pulled a gemstone out of the hole, but it's encrusted with something. Do you think? I think it's like an egg sac, yeah. Except instead of being encased in a fleshy pouch, these eggs are studded on this gemstone like ornaments. That looks so cool! It looks like caviar piled on top of a pink crystal dish. That's basically what it is, bookworm. No wonder you make the big bucks. Hey, look out. You've angered the natives. <gasps> the crab is back! It looks pissed. I'd recognize that look on a wild animal anywhere. Let's put its babies back, Lizzie. Here you go. Sorry to intrude. I just wanted to have a look. All right. All done. We'll back off now. The intruders have backed away leaving the offended crab to gaze fiercely at them as it sits motionless atop the small crater it calls home. We're sorry. Really sorry. You have a great house. Lovely family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love your house. Sorry for the intrusion. If you two loons are done, give me that anchor back and let me see if I could still use it. I take it this means you'll be resuming your journey shortly? As soon as Greg has secured our anchors on each side of the slab, I'm sure. Yeah, let's leave these crabs alone. We don't have the equipment to explore more thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Another time, maybe. Uh, I can't wait to try and sketch them. 
I wish we could get a camera working down here. Alex, any atmospheric updates? Oh yeah, uh, no change on the detectors, still. Visibility is down to, I'd say, 10 meters or less at this point. It's getting pretty solid down here. Air mix is still sufficient from our tanks, though. Excellent. You have made it roughly one kilometer away from Breach 2 here at command. Ugh, and we've already been walking for a few hours. Two and a half, to be precise. That figures. Mountain hiking in these suits, even downhill, is so rough with all this loose rubble. We still haven't found anything you could call soil or dirt yet. Just wait until we have to be going back up once we make it to the other peak. One thing at a time, Jane. All right, anchor is deployed. We are ready to roll. Let's go. We are... We are moving again. We should be all set on the recorder, though. Understood. Recorder on, please. Can we have recorder on? Recorder is live. Are you getting that, Command? Is something popping or exploding? I'm hearing it coming downhill from us. To my left and right. It sounds violent, whatever it is. The terrain's leveling out a bit as well. Very gentle slope here. Still no sign of anything on the detectors. Keep an eye on those. That's not just Alex's job or mine. Visibility is still poor. I'm gonna have to go much slower and hope I'm not bumping into anything. Proceed with caution, Breacher team. That's definitely explosive. With some kind of high-pressure gas. We've gotta be... I can see. There's... There's a lake down here. A lake? Be careful, Cass! I'm still pretty far away, but the fog has cleared out around this body of liquid. I don't think it's water, but it's big enough to be like a small lake or pond. Come down here. It's safe up to my location, I think. I wonder what lurks in this one. Oh, the fog's lifted. You can see all the way to the other side. The mist is notably thinner, although it still covers the sky and in an impenetrable wall around the edges of the lake. However, the area over the molten pool of silvery liquid is clear. Did I hear you correctly, Silas? Did you say silver? Yes, yes. It looks like a vast reservoir of quicksilver, or liquid mercury, I guess. Looks like this is also the source of the noise we've been hearing. You hear that? Sounds like it came from across this here lake. Mm, There's a puff of dust blowing across the far side. Hmm, I wonder if there's pressurized gas leaking out from beneath? Like geysers. It looks like it's disturbing the rubble. Very interesting discovery. Cassius, would you mind- Are you grabbing the sample vial? Very good. Stay alert, Breachers, and assist Cassius in collecting a sample. I'll go help Cass. Lizzie, you and Sime, want to keep an eye out? <laughs> sure. Can do. Well... This certainly seems familiar. Oh, trust me, I'm looking for any signs of life on that lake. Doesn't look like anything is disturbing the surface, though. There's another pop! Where? Where? Oh, I see it. 
What do you think is causing it? Here's to hoping it's just trapped gas violently escaping the ground beneath us. All right, grab the tether, Jay. I'm going to lean in for the scoop. I got you. Go for it. Pass me the dipper. Here you go. Look over there! Sai? Alex? One of the little crabs is making its way along the edge of the lake. Just to the left of where Cass and Jay are? <laughs> you see it? I see it. Industrious little fellow. I wonder what it's up to. <laughs> I can only begin to imagine. Maybe they can utilize the liquid somehow? Or maybe their food supply lives in it? Like a kind of metallic plankton species? Or... Cassius! Get away from the Y'all get out of there, now! What's happening? We're coming back. I already got the sample. What happened? Just hurry! And don't drop it! Whatever you do! Easy does it, please. Don't trip now. Okay. Would someone please inform us of what's going on? Don't get any of that on you, Cassius. Will somebody tell me to? The crab exploded, Cassius! What? Exploded? It slipped and fell into the liquid, and then it blew up! That's where the sound is coming from! Uh, maybe I shouldn't have grabbed so much of it when I dipped the vial in. Well, they wouldn't just pour it out now. No telling how it's going to react. At least it seems inert in the glass vial. Let's just very carefully get it put away and sealed. I'll help you. Everybody else, move back a bit. All right, everybody. Back up. Give them some space. Good luck, you two. Elizabeth and Cassius are attempting to safely store the vial. We've moved back a few meters. Based on the crab's reaction to the lake, or rather, the lake's reaction to it, this could go very badly. Please be safe. Finally, some details. Steady, Lizzie. All right, I've got the lid. All I have is a pair of small pliers. I'm going to have to try and cap the vial with them. You got this. I have faith in you. I wish I did. You've got those balanced artist hands. It's like you've trained for this moment. This feels more like surgery. I... I don't know if I can. You can do this. I've got the dipper and vial as still as I can. I won't move a muscle. Okay. Okay. What's that sound? hear me. Come in, breach our team. We've lost contact. We can't hear you. Syntax is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share like 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed and produced by Stella Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. Silas Caldwell is played by Ty Vaughn. Cassius Thatcher is played by Beth Fung. Elizabeth Bellinger is played by Morgie B. Alex Yard is played by Jules Christine. Greg Washburn is played by Cody Burke. Jeremiah Woods is played by Eldrin Smith. 
Miss Evelyn Vaux is played by Kyla Crockett. Listen to other episodes, find our social media links, and make donations by visiting syntaxpodcast.com. Rate us on iTunes and Google Podcast, and follow us on Spotify. Tweet us at TwinStrangersP with your burning questions, and engage with fellow listeners on our subreddit, r slash syntaxpod. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.